chicas y chicos, hello and welcome, a very warm welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, spreading and sharing the supreme delight of this wonderful and fast-growing game. I'm your host, Minter Dial, and this podcast is brought to you by Paddle 1969, the largest manufacturer of premium paddle courts, one court for life by Paddle 1969. Joy of Paddle is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. For more information about the network, go ahead and check out evergreenpodcast.com. So this is the inaugural season of the Joy of Paddle podcast. And to start with, we're going to do an episode once every fortnight. Episodes will drop every other Wednesday at 12 noon London time. Please let us know what you think about the show by putting up a rating and review. So this sixth episode of the Joy of Paddle podcast is with Shan Taferneberry. Shan's a fan of paddle, but he's also, as a Basque from France, he's also a major fan of rugby, like me. He's been an editor-in-chief at Paddle Magazine for over four years. He's also working as a copywriter at Paddle USA, whose founding partner is my pal, Sam Lufrani. Physical trainer of several paddle players, Chan unearths atypical posts and deals with topical subjects. Vamos with Chan. Chan Taferlaberry. What a name, what a mouthful. Great to have you on my show. In your own words, Chan, who are you? Well, uh, very happy to be here on your show, Minter. Uh, well, who I am, um, I'm, uh, as my name uh, suggests, I'm uh, a Basque man. I'm from the Basque country, from the French part, uh, from a little village called Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port, which is uh, in the Pyrenees. Um, well, um, I grew up there. Um, I'm a sports enthusiast, I, I would say. I have always loved sports. Uh, sports not really have always loved me because I have never managed to be very good in any sports. But I think I've uh, loved playing uh, a lot of different sports. I started um, uh, playing basketball when I was a child. I also played, um, uh, well, I'm going to talk about this later, but I also played uh, what we called um, Basque Pelota, la Pelot Basque, which is a, a racket sports, uh, ball sports that we play um, in that area. And also did a lot of things. I played rugby. I uh, did some kickboxing. Uh, a lot at some point, a lot of weightlifting. Also, I loved the uh, um, fitness, and also played, and I'll still play uh, a little bit of paddle. Um, that silly game. That silly game. <laughs> that's and so, yeah. I'm guessing you also like your good food down in that part of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, good food, uh, especially in my case, uh, meat. Uh, but yeah, a lot of good food. Um, from time to time, a lot of, uh, not a lot, but a little bit of some good alcohols. Uh, we have in the Basque country, we have El Pacharan, which is uh, quite famous. We also have in the south of France, uh, Cognac, Armagnac, and uh, well, some good red wine. So a lot of things to enjoy. A lot of things in life to enjoy. So uh, outside of the fact that you uh, love rugby, as I do, I played 18 years, and this little game, El Juego del Battle, you, your last name, uh, hard to pronounce, first name. Uh, my wife is Arazola. 
And so we have a Basque connection as well. So, um, Stan, tell us about your your trip, how you got into paddle. I mean, obviously, you were just talking about your Palot Basque. Was that how you got eventually got taste of paddle? Where were you? How did this start? Well, when I was a child, so being from the Basque country, I would um, sometimes, from time to time, go with my mom to um, uh, San Sebastián, Irún, uh, where we would go um, for shopping sometimes. And I would always see the little racket that's uh, behind you, the little uh, paddle racket. And I, I always liked that racket. I never had the chance to play uh, until I was uh, 27, I think. But I always liked that racket. And when we would drive um, on the road from... Um, where we lived to uh, Irun, for example, we would see some some paddle courts, and I thought it looked very good. Um, so I played uh, a bit of uh, pelot basque. I also played uh, with friends some squash, and also a little bit of tennis when I was uh, very young. So I've never been very good at racket sports, but I always thought it was cool. And that paddle sports that was me, for example, in tennis, I, I I, what I liked was watching players uh, uh, doing some pretty volleys like Pete Sampras, like Pat Rafter. So oh, yeah. all this was when I saw that the, 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 this, this little floor with all those um, uh, with all those little stuff, the fence and uh, the net, I was thinking this looks very good. And the racket also, I loved it. And one day I was in Bordeaux and it happens that one of my friends who I played rugby with was working for a brand. I don't know if I have the right to name yes, that you brand. Do, of course. Yeah, oh, the name is, is Head. So he was working with Head. And one day I, I went to his house for, uh, for a dinner. And when I arrived, I saw some paddle rackets, brand new paddle rackets on the table. And I said, wow, but that's the... The rackets I saw when I was a child and when I went to Spain, and I said, yeah, of course, it's paddle, it's the new sports. But at the moment, it was probably in 2016, I think, or 2015. Almost nobody played paddle in Bordeaux, and we didn't really know it. And he said, well, tomorrow I'm playing a, a, a tournament in Bordeaux. If you want, you can come and see us play. So I went to see that game. And I thought it was very cool. And I was with other friends and we said, wow, let's try. So we found on Groupon uh, some, oh, yeah. some bar game. Like you can play uh, one hour and a half with the four rackets included and the balls for, I don't know how much it was, like 20 euros. And we said, wow, let's go. So we started playing one time. Then, uh, of course, we started like we... We started betting a little bit, like uh, we beat you this time. Next time, we're, we're gonna do the revenge and stuff. So we we played once, twice, three times, and then I, I started. I mean, I wanted to play every day, and I think that's the 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 thing with paddle is that once you start getting uh, into it, you you really become very fast uh, a paddle addict. No doubt about that. So you have to be, well, I mean, I'm going to guess, I'm going to anticipate you are the only person who came to paddle through Groupon. How about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, that, is, that is definitely a, a, a new claim to fame. And you came to it rather late at some level um, since it's been around, but uh, late in your life. And, and you still have come to a level nine out of 10, which is a very 
a decent rating and you got to be top 100, albeit in a small country, but top 300, sorry, top 300 in France. So congratulations for that. So now you've been playing for nearly six years, I guess. Uh, you've, you've got this good level. What sort of style of a player do you consider yourself? I like to ask the question, what sort of animal are you? I mean, well, I'm thinking uh, you're a strong one. Well, uh, well, I'm I'm um, one uh, 190 centimeters. I weigh. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say how much, but uh, above 100 kilos for sure. So, um, I, naturally, I was kind of the guy who, who was not um, trying to construct the point or to spend a lot of time uh, um, playing. I was much like a striker. So very soon I started playing on the left side. And then, yeah, at the beginning, I was always trying to to win the point. Uh, every time I would touch the ball, well, then I realized that uh, people were a little bit annoyed because they were um, not having so much fun because I was uh, trying to do too much. So after this, I started taking some classes and slowing the pace and trying not to use as much my strength, but more my brain. And But yeah, what was difficult for me is because I never played well tennis. I played probably one year, but tennis is very difficult. You need a very good technique, a lot of patience. And when I was a child, I was patience was not my first quality. So tennis was, was really not... Uh, I, I didn't, I never really enjoyed playing tennis. So yeah, I had to force myself to, to play slowly, to, 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 to become more calm. And I think that in that aspect, uh, Pado even helped me in my, in my life in general, because I had to, to force myself to become more patient. I love that. And what sort of animal do you think of yourself as now, if you had to look at your game as you're playing this week or recently, how do you describe the style of play you've come into now? Uh, now I'm, I, I still have that, 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 that tiger spirit uh, that I want to bite the net uh, every time. But I've become, uh, let's say, an older tiger that is uh, a little bit slow now. So who has to, to calm down a little bit? And wait for the right moment to catch wait for their the prey. right moment to bite. That's it. Exactly. Mm, love it. And what about well, your, what's your favorite shot? You play on the left. You're obviously very tall, nearly two meters. What would you say is your favorite shot? Uh, my, my favorite shot is the, um, the, the backhand volley. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Because I think that uh, when you've never played tennis, uh, you hold the racket at the beginning a little bit uh, like a pan. You're not like that uh, that con continental uh, way of holding the racket. It, it's quite hard. Um, and so with the, the, the way I had uh, or I have to hold the racket, well, the, the backhand volley was the shot that was, since the beginning, the easier for me to, to mm -hmm. perform. And now I've tried to, 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 to change a bit my grip and to... to to look a little bit more like a paddle player, less than a, a rugby player who is catching a paddle racket. But still, um, I still have uh, the, the old habits uh, have not left me. So still, the backhand volley is, is still my, 
my best shot. That's your go-to shot. And um, what about your the shot that you need to improve on the most? Oh, the, the the shot I need to improve the most would be uh, the backhand uh, in direct. Like when the players uh, play on my backhand and I don't have the or the ball that is not gonna touch the walls or I don't have the time to let it touch the walls. Where I think that this is very difficult. Like and it it is why uh, when. You've been playing uh, paddle for three years and a good tennis player arrives and he's been playing for 10 days and, and, and he's already better because all these shots, even though if if at the beginning uh, tennis players don't know how to play with the walls, well, they have so much talent, so much quality uh, with all those shots, especially the, the, the backhand like this in the... For me, that, 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 that's what is the most difficult. When you don't have really a good level in tennis, is playing all those balls that you're not in the volley, but you can't let them touch the wall. Yeah, the ground strokes, we say. Yeah, exactly. The, the direct shots, the drives as well. They, yeah. It's amazing. You can just watch the pros where they sort of roll the wrist over. They're not hitting it hard, but they just there's the timing. Just It seems so natural. Yeah. Talking of pros, Shan, who are your favorite pros? Well, um, actually, my, my favorite pro, well, it, it, it's quite easy right now since he's the, the number one in, in the World Power Tour, it, is um, Arturo Cuello. I, I, I really, a lefty. Yeah, a lefty. And, and, and when I started working at Paddle Magazine, uh, I went to Portugal, Portugal, Portugal. And um, I saw a tournament where um, Arturo Cuello was playing the, the, the pre-qualification, La Pre-Previa. He was playing with um, a, a player who's called Guga Vasquez, who was already around 40 by the time. And Arturo Cuello was maybe around 16. And it was crazy. Uh, every time it was indoor, with, uh, the ceiling was quite low. So every time there would be a lob, uh, Arturo Cuello would win the point with this match. It was crazy. And I even took a, a video and I sent him to my friend uh, who would always play, play paddle in France. And I told him, look at that guy. He's 16 years old. Look how he plays. And, and he said, wow, it's crazy. And now he's number one in the world. So I, 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 I don't know. I... I'm quite happy to, to, to see that young guy who was 16, not talking a lot. His parents were always there to watch him play. And he was already very, very, very good. And then also like other young players like uh, Javi Leal, who is very, very powerful, like the way he plays. Also like Mike. Yanguas. I think the, the, Mike Yanguas. Mike Yanguas, he's tall, but he plays on the right. Um, I think the, the, all, all those young players have so much qualities and they are bringing the sports to the, 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 the paddle to another level, really. What about on the women's side? Well, on the women's side, uh, you, you'll think uh, I only like lefties. Maybe I'm, I'm a little bit sad that I'm not a lefty because when you're a lefty, everybody calls you to play. Yeah, yeah. A a lot of right-handed players want to play on the left side. Yep. So they are always happy to have a lefty with them. So on the girls, well, I really like Paula Jose Maria. Um, I think she's not very tall, but she has the ability to be everywhere at the same moment. 
She has an incredible timing on this match. So even though she's uh, well quite short, she's able to 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 win a lot of points with her smash. So I think she's an amazing player. And and as a journalist, well, um, I think that she's she's very kind to the journalist. She's always um, willing to talk, and and that's also why I, I I like her so much. Let's let's talk about your magazine. Uh, which you began also, I think, uh, roughly six years ago. It's a uh, it's a wonderful magazine. It's available in six languages. Paddle magazine, right? Yeah. Tell us tell us how you came to start that. Because I didn't hear you saying I'm a journalist in back in my background. Well, no, it's true. It's true. I didn't finish. We started talking about food, and then when we talk about food, uh, I, I thought <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh, good food and drink on the paddle yeah. on the joy of paddle. That's allowed. Yeah, well, that's it. That's also part of the paddle. Uh, a good game and then a good drink and, and, and a, a good dinner with friends. is It's also part of the activity. Amen. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, what I'm doing right now at Paddle Magazine, so I'm, I'm um, um, an editor-in-chief with... Um, with the boss of the of the website, which is uh, Frank Binisti, uh, very famous in, in, in France. He, he was the first uh, to launch uh, Paddle Media uh, around 10 years ago. Uh, not so many people were playing Paddle, so it, it was very bold, I think, to, 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 to try this. And, and he contributed a lot to, to the development in, of Paddle in France, of course. Um, so yeah, I started playing paddle, um, with some friends and then one of my best friends who, who also played rugby, um, and was also from the Basque country. So he also played some pelot Basque when he was younger. Um, we were uh, both a little bit injured and during, uh, six months or something, we were not playing rugby. And we said, oh, we missed uh, all the competition. So we said, uh, let's start doing some paddle tournaments. So we started playing at, at a little level. Back then, there were not so much tournaments. So in the Southwest, we would move a bit, go from uh, Pau uh, to Toulouse, Bordeaux, um, and also uh, Saint-Jean-de-Luz, uh, Basque country, we, we, which was one of the first clubs um, in France. And that way I met Mr. Frank Binisti. And while well, since paddle is always a very social activity, well, we started talking and, and one day, well, um, I had done the same, like writing articles and things like this for a rugby uh, website, uh, a French rugby website. And so we started talking about just um, that work, doing articles, the website. And and then he told me, well, you know, uh, if you want, um, I need some people to write some articles. So if you want, we can start like this. So I started writing uh, like two articles a day, then more, then more. And now we're, here I am. And so what's interesting for me, Chan, is that you have it in six languages. It started in French, presumably. And then you, uh, tell, tell us how you've evolved to have it in six languages. Well, uh, evolved is, is, uh, is not evolved that much. It's just that it's a Google translation like that, that 
so it's automatically translating it's automatically translated then we can uh, sometimes uh, i also think that the translation is uh, getting better and better with all those uh, ia tools but um yeah um it's not that good so sometimes we have to change ourselves like we can edit inside yeah, the version edit. of an article in another language and change the things that 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 really don't fit so i would do it um for the english and, Sp and spanish versions then for the other versions it's a bit more complicated because like we, japanese yeah, all speak that. japanese so yeah. basically um they have to to find their way into the article to see what it really means i don't know i've never talked to uh to a japanese reader but yeah maybe that, that would be something interesting to see how do they do they see the, the magazine because sometimes yeah with the english and the spanish version you have some some big 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 mistakes yeah uh, for sure so that, uh, but i it's so you're generally speaking everything's in french that's the main language yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we write we write only in french Right. All right. So let's uh, just finish off, Stan, with just a couple of uh, other questions. And one is, this is, this is the joy of Paddle. What is the funniest thing you've either seen, reported on, or played in yourself when it comes to Paddle? Uh, for myself, this is a bit rough for the guys we played against, but one day... Topi, we, topi for them, right? With my teammate, who is called Vincent. Uh, we played a, a, a tournament. It was I don't know uh, what, what uh, um, in France we have P two thousand, which is the best. Then P one thousand, P five hundred. It was probably five hundred, and we played against some guys who, who were some guys from tennis. They they probably played better than we did, or actually, or in terms of technique, of course, far better. And they won the first set quite easily. Um, the second set, we, we started like, we knew that they were better than we were, but we started playing like trying to annoy them a little bit. And then we found our way. They started uh, screaming. They were not so happy. Then we found our way into the game and arrived the tiebreak of the third set. And they had during the game, I don't know how many, but maybe 10 ball games and every time we 10 match points match 10, points yeah 10 match points and every time something would happen and we would win the point by and the skin of your teeth what by the skin of your teeth you know yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. so we lucky or fighting we were uh, uh letting our soul on the on the floor and and yeah in the end they they missed all those match points and we had one, and the first one, I had quite an easy smash that I missed completely. Oh, wow. But I still touched the ball, and the ball did like a drop shot. That It goes up in the air with a big, big spin. Exactly. So you hit it off the top of the racket. Big spin, and then it came back into <laughs> our, our, our camp. So the guy couldn't even touch the ball. And it was awful because... They they had played a hundred times better than we did. They had so much points and they missed all the time. And we had a lot of luck during the entire game. 
and even the the our only match point well was like the luckiest point I've ever seen. So we were so happy while won, but we we even felt sorry about these guys who were like feeling that everything was against us. So but that- you made it. Well, love it. It reminds me of a match we we saw not so long ago with Delphi and Bea playing yeah. against uh, Jose exactly. Maria, Paula and, um, and, exactly. and Paula. They had four match points in a row and then Paula shot one easy smash. She, you know, n- never going to miss it. Smash into the never wall. miss. Exactly. I mean, way and was, out. And, and I was thinking about, of course, it's not the same level at all, but I was feeling a little bit the same. Like I was thinking, wow, those... Uh, Paula Jose Maria and, and Ari Sanchez, well, they probably felt like those guys who were in front of us that day. Um, well, thankfully, nobody was watching that that game, our game. Yeah, so yeah. nobody saw that they lost against. Uh, well, what it, what that that particular shot, but it happens at others, you know, even Paquito or whoever, they can they can miss the easiest of shots as well, which means they're human. And I always feel it makes us a little bit, you know, less worried about ourselves, you know, when we miss those yeah, yeah, shots. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, clearly. Sometimes you see, um, I saw last time uh, something very funny. It's uh, uh, Paquito who's uh, 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 doing a serve. And the ball goes like very close to the wall of, of the um, of the backcourt. And he, he raises his hand and he says, but how is it possible? Like even Paquito doing a serve, which is uh, a very easy shot in paddle, well, he misses completely. So yeah, sometimes you can say, okay. Uh, and you can tell that to your teammate. This is something you have to tell your teammate. Even Paquito misses, so I can miss. And so and so can you, you know, your yeah. teammate occasionally. I What I like to do is when there's a an easy shot for my teammate, I say, con todo. Go with it. Just go for it. And I say, and I tell them before her, listen, this is licensed to screw it up as well, because when I want you to go for it and make the winner, you've got to be brave. And and sometimes you're going to screw yeah. it up. Inshallah. This is what happens. Yeah, yeah. If you don't try, you can't fail. Hey, Shannon, thanks for coming on. The joy of paddle. Um, tell us how can anybody go figure out, see your, your magazine, presumably in their language, uh, but where? what's the website and, and any links you'd like people to come and follow you on? Well, uh, paddlemagazine.fr if you want to see the, the original version uh, and when you arrive on the website, um, on, on the right, uh, on the upper corner, well, you can select the language, you have uh, all the languages. And um, then if you want to see my articles, well, you you put a slash tag, slash Shanta Fernabiri, which is my name, but it, it, it's not very likely that you end up seeing my articles because if it's quite complicated to write my name. Well, you know what I'll do is I'll, I'll have a little link in the website, yeah, this which is, will make that this is easy. Handy. Yeah. Tafernaberry. Shan, thank you very much. Multimesca. Thank you. Gracias muchísimas. Vamos, Shan. Muchas gracias. So I hope you've enjoyed this Joy of Paddle episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to be the first in queue for the next episode. And if you like what you hear, please do share around with other paddle aficionados. This is a sport that deserves to be paid by absolutely everyone. And if you've got a story that you'd like to share, please send me an email 
or a better yet, a voice note at nmintadial at gmail.com. With that, thanks for listening and see you on the next episode of the Joy of Paddle podcast. Vamos! Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.